Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Week 6 is upon us. It is Wednesday. We are going to hit this whole card, top to bottom. We are going to continue to just (laughs) butt... But home. I'm gonna just say but home. Like you halfway clean your book. No, we we had a good week and it's fun to have a good week. Nothing more fun than it is cleaning up a little. We I mean we had some I don't even know which ones we doubled up on. A few actually. But we did combine. I was four and one, you were seven and two. What's that? Eleven and three. We'll round that up to about I don't Christ, that's like 85, 90%. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Crushed it. It was fun because I had a shitty week two weeks ago. We've had a money nice line run. dogs. Yes, you had a couple. You hit the Raiders straight up. Yep, 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 yep. Was, Packers uh, money line. That was tasty. Plus one sixty. Yeah, it's uh, so. Yeah, we've had a good couple weeks here. We're running, running well. Um, and seeing, seeing the board, seeing the board, uh, which really just means regression is is looming. <laughs> there is a big old regression reaper hanging right over my head. Uh, and it could be this week because I got to tell you, this is a tough, 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 tough week. Uh, we have four teams on by. No, this one I think is legit. We have four teams on by. The Thursday night game is unbettable. Um, the, there is a bunch of horrible teams that have value this week, but good luck. You know, you can hold your nose and back Cincinnati and Miami and, you know, a bunch of these loser oh, shitty franchises. Like, well, you know, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk through this. Um, but there's a, you know, a little bit more balanced schedule. We got an early game in London, England. Uh, that's exciting. Um, so Sunday should be a great day of football. I'm very uh, fired up to hit this card. Did you see, I can't remember, I think Will Brinson tweeted it out. And brought it to my attention because I don't look at this a ton until we start getting into it. But it is as much as we bitched last week, and it's not like they adjusted it just for us because of the bitching. This is like the perfect card as far as time wise. We pissed and moaned about the late games. There's only two, they both kind of sucked, especially in the first half. But we have the crazy early game, the 6 30 West Coast game. And then you have six games at noon. I'm just going to say what they are at Central Time. I don't give a fuck where you live. I'm either at noon. <laughs> you have yeah. Two at 3.05, two at 3.25. So you have six early, four late, plus the magical morning game, the breakfast game, and then obviously Sunday night. So it's just going to be yeah. oh, a full-on Lou Reed perfect day. There's only Start one drinking issue. drinking early. Oh, I, there's no issues. This yeah, is there great. Is. There's one. The Seattle, they should it. The they had name? they had the oh. ability to they had the ability flex. to flex. Yes, yes. And they didn't flex Rams Niners into the night game. Uh and instead we get to see Duck Hodges take on Philip Rivers Ooh, in a twenty seven thousand person stadium. So we um, talked about that Sunday. And yeah. I said Mason Rudolph went to the goddamn hospital. He ain't playing. He's like practicing. I, I can't is, see it. No, I, I can't see it. They'll play I know him. he is. If he if he clears, they'll play him. I to. don't want them to. I will wait. I don't want to spoil what my play is on that game. We'll wait until we get to where we break down the side boss card for the Sunday night slate. Speaking of, did you see what happened in in the first ever side boss deep dive uh, primetime yes. contest? Our friend who we Memphis didn't know. Micah. We didn't know Memphis Micah. No, but Memphis I've Micah. With Memphis Micah. Oh, yeah, you did. You have DM'd for 
Um, We're not going to say his Twitter handle because it's like Andy's old Twitter handle that was just randomly (laughs) generated. And it's a shitload of numbers after the name Micah. But Memphis Micah, he entered, he got them all. He nailed it. 10 out of 10. He got a cash prize. He got some some merchandise. Some swag. And he got an entry into one of the big, there's like a member. There's a contest you can't just join. You have to win your way in, similar to like DFS stuff. And that one has a huge cash prize. I think it's $150,000. So, yeah. Congratulations. Entry into that. And you know what? Thanks to anybody who entered. Um, Maybe we didn't talk about this much on the pod. We're going to do them again this week. We'll do a Sunday night, Monday night uh, contest. Again, it's 100% free. It's super easy to enter. We'll, We'll uh, post it later this week. We've already got some cool ideas for the props that we're going to put into it. Just if you've, if you've ever listened to a podcast and been like, man, I wish I could do something nice for Andy and, and the whale. Cause this is a podcast. I kind of like, it would be cool if you entered these and On the top more, of, yeah. more people that enter the bigger, the price, the bigger, the price. So find your dumbest friends. <laughs> get, cause, well, I mean, cause you want people to enter, but you don't want them to beat you. So, get your girlfriend, get your get, wife, get your kids, get your, kid, <laughs> your dog, just your dog. stupidest friends you have that are going to do bad in this. Oh, that's great. But no, uh, appreciate everyone who entered and um, yeah, we'll be doing this. So yeah. continue to do these fun contests there and yeah, it's free. Enter it. It's awesome. Side boss. Side boss. Thank you to them. Shout Thank you to dog. you. Thank you to you listeners who participated. Suspension lifted for anyone who didn't participate. You're more than welcome to listen to this podcast in its entirety and then join the side boss contest. So with that, let's talk about further ado. Let's talk about this stinker on Thursday night football. Danny Dimes and the replacements head to Foxborough on a short week to take on the um the world beating New England Patriots. Undefeated, last the, the last undefeated team in the AFC. We only five and zero team through five weeks. Tom Brady and the New England Patriots are clicking on all cylinders defensively and doing just enough offensively to cover twenty point spreads week in. And yeah, they're week not. Out. They don't. That's the thing. It's hard to judge. Like are, they, uh, they don't even have to try that hard. Outside of the Bills game, there hasn't been much doubt. Yeah, and and that was actually a hard test for them uh, yeah. offensively. And if the question is, are the best teams in the NFL twenty points better than the worst teams in the NFL? The Patriots have given us a resounding yes. Uh, and so the fact that they are 17 point favorites at home on Thursday night football should surprise no one. Um, and did you think about laying the points? I certainly did. Uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and this defense is you know as good as you can hope for in a short week. And you know Daniel Jones, while he has shown flashes of reasonable competency as a quarterback, future potential, like maybe in a couple of years he's going to be a guy that we have huge respect for. Tough to see him do much in this spot with the likes of Shepard out, Ingram out, Barkley's out, Gilman's out. Who will be out there on the field for the Giants? And the other side of the ball, they're missing like basically all the linebackers linebackers they started for the season. Ogletree's gone. Uh, It wasn't projected. It wasn't projected to be like a top tier defense, but this is. It's it's bad. I mean, it's just bad everywhere. This game is going to be damn near unwatchable unless you're excited about putting a second half play in, or if you're just a hardcore Boston sports fan that likes a good uh, revenge game. 
Yeah, revenge for what? Oh, I don't remember anything don't weird remember. happening with the Giants and the Patriots in history. Do you? I do. Re- the, yeah, the the Patriots beat the Giants to finish their sixteen and zero season. That was the last game of the year. Oh yeah, in the regular season. That's right. That was, that was a great game. That finale. that uh, beautiful rainbow pass from Brady to Randy Moss down the sidelines that clinched that. That was great. I will. Uh, I was in the gas lamp in San Diego with some friends, and I was jumping up and down the table. I'll never forget that. That was fun. Uh, what a great uh, what a great season. Patriots undefeated. Amazing. Um, reasonably safe to say that there is no bettable angles on this game. I'm no, the the under. I mean, the New England unders, I bet them two weeks in a row. I think you bet them two or three weeks in a row. It's just kind of caught up. It caught early steam. It's down. I think it's probably a titch too low. Once we talked about this on Sunday. Yeah. We said we we weren't all that excited about betting under 44. And now it's 41. So, I mean, regardless, like people have latched onto that. Some of that is injuries. Injuries to the the Giants. Some of it's the weather. The Giants team total is like 12. (laughs) (laughs) All it takes is is a blocked punt and a Stidham interception return to to make that go over. Yes. And that's why, (laughs) that's why I'm uncomfortable with like laying anything in this game because it's just, you're going to have a quarter and a half of garbage time, which has a super high level of uncertainty. This is going to be bad. We'll do a halftime show. We'll get ready for the Sunday contest, but yeah, no bet for me here. Before we move on, uh, can you help me figure out what a reason, what we're going to see for a prop here for Daniel Jones rushing yards? This is kind of the game where the Patriots are going to really drop everyone in coverage, and there's going to be a lot of you know, Danny Jones breaks the pocket and is scrambling. In my opinion, that's how this is going to, you know, that the only times that they're converting first downs is going to be scramble Jones. Uh, what kind of, what kind of rushing prop do you think we'll see for Danny Jones? 10 years, 10 and a half, nine and a half. I have no idea. I haven't looked at what they've been hanging, but I haven't I mean, seen any see, to this point. Cause it ha- he hasn't been in a big enough game that they've gone that deep with the props. I'd go like 14 and a half. 14 and a half. I think that's still an overlook. I think there's going to be some scrambles here for right. Danny Jones. We'll have some, I, you've sold me. We'll have some, we'll have some action on the game after all small, stakes, <laughs> small stakes props. So, um, Daniel Jones has, you want to guess how many rushing attempts he's had this year? Seven. Two. <laughs> I was high. Six, two for 16. Uh, not Ooh, a big scrambler. Not I a big like that average, though. That's all he um, needs in two rushes. Exactly. Yeah. That's the yes. Now we're talking. Um, okay. The uh, let's move. And I guess God, we're not. We're not. We're still not going to see the you know next week the the Patriots head to the Meadowlands to take on the Jets. After that, they get the Browns, which probably a better spot for the Browns, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, I don't know. What's your take on the t- Patriots? Do you think they're good enough? Like, honestly, they're good enough to just throttle these dog shit teams. But like, I don't know. Are they going to be able to compete with the better teams in the league come later in the season if they haven't been tested at all? Do you think that this matters? That their schedule has been mean, so it, bad? It doesn't. It doesn't. I think it would matter more for a younger, less experienced coaching staff, less veteran team who found themselves good. That's a great point. They 
they're just too well coached to let this sort of stuff bother. Like it's not going to get Bill's not going to let it get in their heads. Like, Hey, he probably yells at him after these wins. <laughs> I well, guarantee it, so. He certainly talks up the other team, even though they're total dog shit. We oh, know that. God, that's funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move to the London game. This Sunday one is really, morning. this one is really, really, really fun. Set this one up for me. Carolina, Tampa Bay. This one was going to be fun. With the, and we, we found out last week. I mean, I just want to we'll touch on the London game. Apparently, the travel kind of really, really matters. Apparently, I said apparently twice in that sentence. I wasn't even saying that. <laughs> we do that, though. So, yeah, we did know. This that. is no surprise. Oh, wait, no, it's no surprise. We're finding out Tampa has like a team of scientists that are like telling them to travel later. They've got this whole thing mapped out and figured out. I still worry about them. And then Carolina with the injuries. I'm I'm I wanted to lean Carolina, but this is rough. Christian McCaffrey, I mean it was they call it the veteran day or whatever, and he sat out today, but that guy's that guy's usage, he's not gonna play all 16 games. Like what do you set his games played over under at? 13 and a half? He's gonna get hurt. I would have said 14 would have been my guess, so 13 and a half spare, yeah. 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 Um yeah. They're think, they're asking uh, him to do a lot. They're asking him to do it all. <laughs> I mean, period. They're asking him to do it all. Um, it's been it, and yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like I could have made a case for either side here. I could have made a case for the over or the under. Um, I think of all of those looks, maybe the under is the right one uh, with the potential for uh, Tampa Bay. We know can stop the run. They have mm-hmm. kind of and and granted using a defense's ability to stop or not stop the run as any kind of a predictive metric or any kind of a narrative to build build a handicap on is very, 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 very sketchy. And know that. That said, uh, if Tampa Bay can do anything, that's all they can do defensively. They have a very, very poor secondary. Um, but Kyle Allen has, you know, slowly done less and less and less every week he started to where he is really not pushing the ball down the field. Christian McCafferty is clearly his best receiving option, which is spooky. Uh, you know, his, his uh, chemistry with his wide receivers and tight ends is not great. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going to be, we, we would have said the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater last week. And lo and behold, all it took was, you know, a matchup with a weak Tampa Bay secondary and Ted, Teddy Bridgewater looked like, uh, you know, the second coming of, um, Drew Brace. <laughs> so maybe this is the kind of matchup that Kyle Allen needs to snap out of his funk and pass the ball a little bit more aggressively. It's tough to say. All of this is speculative. I don't have an edge on this one. Carolina minus two feels reasonable. 47 feels fine. Uh, at 48, I felt like under was probably right, but 47, it looks tight now, which means that if I didn't have an edge, more than a point, then this was an easy one to stay away from. Is all that jive to you? Yeah, it jives. And I think the biggest thing, obviously, is going to be the Christian McCaffrey status. Didn't practice. It's only Wednesday. We're sitting here recording this Wednesday night. It'll be a really telling later in the week if he gets out on the practice field immediately on Thursday. He just needed a day to rest, you know, get that, get some ice on that back, get a rub down. I don't know what. But are you buying he's, into uh, he's back Panthers? Early. Are you buying into Panthers defense is legit? Boy, I was going to bring that up too because we sure shit on like Corn Elder and all those guys. Sure did. In the off season. No, that, <laughs> that, de- was, that, that was terrible of you. Why did you do that? <laughs> that defense has looked good. They're scheming well. They, I mean, they just schemed perfectly against 
a team that put up 53 against Are they well coached? They might be kind of well coached. And we got into this a little last year where we we had to apologize halfway through the season and then they they ran into some injury luck by themselves. There's a lot of bad injury luck in the the NFC South over the last couple of years, apparently. <clears throat> but no, the, the McCaffrey thing, if he's limited, if he's hurt, if he's out, and they have to ask a lot out of out of the quarterback, I think it's more of an underlook. How about the fact Tampa Bay is missing their entire right side of their line? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is, uh, there's there's all kinds of, there's this game is fraught with uh, question marks. And um <laughs> I really can't find an angle, which is a shame. But at the same time, like I'm going to wake up on uh, Sunday morning and just treat myself to some stress-free football, which is always an enjoyable experience. So it's so fun. As we move into the evening or the afternoon card, uh, yeah, still the morning card for me. It'll be 10 a.m. when these games kick off. Cincinnati takes on Baltimore in Baltimore. And I got to tell you what, man. Cincinnati is a three-point home favorite last week. Was awful poor against an Arizona team that they should have done a hell of a lot more against. And while we did not necessarily not expect that, I was not going to bet that game either way. I would have told you, yeah, you know, three points at home against this terrible Arizona team is reasonable. Um, you know, it took some garbage time points for them to even be competitive in that spot. Um, Arizona kicked a lot of field goals and uh, Cincinnati really didn't move the ball until very late in that game. Um, how are they doing anything? in this Baltimore game. Why is this total 48? Uh, and do you think Baltimore and Lamar Jackson and that offense gets back on track a little bit after a couple of kind of sketchy weeks? Yeah. Not only the offense, but the defense got gashed a little the other week too. I don't know if maybe what we saw the first two weeks was more mirage. Oh, I mean, I'd love your opinion on this when I'm, when I'm through here, but the, you know, which which Lamar do you think we're more likely to see? The one the first couple weeks or the one that we got the last couple weeks? Because his accuracy was just fully regressed. There was a lot of passes he wasn't make, making. And then the, the defense, you know, I mean, we saw the Browns game. Uh, nothing makes sense anymore because we saw the Browns just rip this defense apart. And then we saw the Browns play. Monday night. So I'm not sure quite what to think. I'm not sure why this total is so high. I don't see Cincinnati doing very much against this defense. And Baltimore hasn't hasn't really looked like the team that got to play Miami right away. Playing Miami is probably a good way to pump up your stats. Baltimore has the most points in the league scored. Like they, they have like 160 some points. Correct. A lot of it comes on the back of that one giant game against the worst team of the decade, century, millennium, whatever you want to say. <laughs> so, yeah, I did bet this under 48. I expected – I guess I didn't I didn't expect it to move like the other total, but I thought this one might drop. It is just sitting still. Nobody has any interest in this game. be interesting to see if it takes any movement, but I'm still sitting right around 48. I do like this under, though. I think Cincinnati doesn't get much done. I got interest in this game and I'm on the same side as you under, under, under this, you know, in the same way that we kind of say, Hey, look, this offense is better than they've looked. This is a get right spot for them against a really poor defense. I'm going to flip that script. This defense for Baltimore is better than they've looked. This is a good get right spot for this defense. I can entirely envision a scenario here where they hold Cincinnati to three or 10 points. Uh, and I think Baltimore themselves can get it done largely on the ground. Cincinnati cannot tackle 
Like there's literally no reason to ask Lamar Jackson to try to slow it down the field in this game. You know, give him a week where you're giving him easy passes and get his confidence back up a little bit. He's not had great chemistry with this wide receiving core out there. Um, Willie Sneed, who is the most kind of, um, I guess, senior wide receiver on this, uh, on of this group is the only guy that I'm seeing running consistent routes and where he is expected to be when Lamar Jackson is releasing the ball. Um, and you know, Lamar Jackson's tight ends have a case of the dropsies. So this is uh this is the kind of game where I don't think Baltimore really has to pull out their entire bag of tricks to get the win. Uh, and that sets up well for this thing under a, a pretty high total of 48. So I actually yeah. sold down to 47 and a half. I think this is a nice underspot. Another there might be, you know, yeah, there might be some injuries too that affect that offense. Andrews, Marquise yep. Brown. Uh, again, it's just Wednesday. This is stuff to monitor, but I mean, yeah. Andrews, Brown, Ingram, none of those practice today. Yeah, no, this is this has everything set up for like, oh, let's just give Gus Edwards 50 touches. <laughs> and he just runs out the entire second half of the game. Uh, is it Gus Edwards still on the Ravens? Probably, right? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you don't think he is? I, think I don't know, is. maybe. I haven't watched I think he a ton. Is. Um, I've watched a ton of Ravens. And uh, I think they, uh, I think they, this is their third division game in a row. Um, the first two went over. They traditionally play their division games pretty tight and pretty low scoring. So I would expect that this is the one that like you can get, you're getting a little by low on the under of a divisional contest that should be relatively, um, relatively low scoring. Um, Gus Edwards is the backup to Mark Ingram. That's still. Fair. So. I think the most I've watched of Baltimore this year has been the Red Zone Channel when we were in Vegas for weeks one. <laughs> they, they were popping up every three minutes. Oh, dude, hey, Lamar watched, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I watched every snap of that uh, that Chiefs-Ravens uh, game. That oh, was spectacular. Yes, I, yes, I that was spectacular. Um, go ahead uh, down the card here. Seattle. And we'll stay in that region. Yeah, Seattle, Cleveland. This is another one where... I didn't want to get involved. I'm not sure what to do here. Cleveland has me a little puzzled. They just couldn't handle that pressure. They couldn't handle the front four for the Niners. It was a problem all game long. They had some bad luck on turnovers. We bet the Niners. I don't feel like, or, or I bet the Niners, you bet the over. You should have probably got that. That was an ugly way to lose it on Cleveland, <laughs> just doing nothing. I can, they, they had some bad luck on turnovers. This is... Uh, this isn't an easy game either. Seattle's played well this year. Russell Wilson looking like an MVP. This is one of those. There's both games like this this week where you get the Monday night teams that are going to have to play the team that has extra rest coming off the Thursday night game. So huge rest disparity here. But it's great. unlike the other game, Cleveland is at home. So you get to head home for Seattle. I don't, what's the weather supposed to be like? I thought we saw some bad weather in this one too. Yeah, that's pushing this total down. Uh, it's not going to be bad, you know, rain and clouds and stuff. It's clear, 60s, but they're calling for 17 mile an hour winds. Now, I got to tell you, that doesn't really scare me. What I is the like river status? <laughs> the river? Uh, let me on, check on, on fire or not? Uh, they are expecting fires in California, but they are not expecting fires in the Cleveland River. So right. the river should be fire-free. Fire-free um, huge. Uh, but honestly, like this is the nice overspot. 
it's taking a lot of money to the under because of the weather, the wind specifically. And, and I think that's uh, what, what they saw on national TV. You know, doesn't really doesn't really phase me. I no, no, I, I don't think it phases us. I just think there are people probably looking at this total. Yeah, but but here's the thing. So let's talk about Seattle. What did we just see with them? They are a dynamic offense. They score amazingly efficiently in the red zone. In fact, uh, wouldn't you know, number one red zone team in terms of touchdown percentage this season, none other than your Seattle Seahawks. Um, Cleveland, on the other hand, uh, they left points on the field against San Francisco. Callaway catches that ball instead of dinking it off of eight parts of his body and into the right into the Niners hands right scores that touchdown. And that totally changes that, you know, the, the flow of that game for sure. Um, but honestly, Cleveland can score. We know they can two weeks ago. They hung 40 on the, uh, on the Ravens. Uh, this is a spot where I think they get right. Uh, the Seattle defense is not good. Um, they made Jared Goff on the road look like, um, you know, Pat Mahomes. Uh, it's, th- this is a, a defense that can be scored on. If Cleveland runs, uh, uh, you know, if they if they look at themselves hard in the mirror and run uh, a more, you know, more effective what they know, you know, what they can do well, um, they should be very competitive in this game. We expected this game to be Cleveland minus two and a half or minus three. That would have been a nice spot to take a little plus money on Seattle if you really, really believe in Russell Wilson and his kind of dynamic ability to get it done and win a game. Um, but with Seattle minus one and a half, this is an easy one to stay away from the side and. I still really believe in this over. Even had you know, I got in early, and so I've lost line value on this. I've gotten the worst of the number, but I would still bet the over. I may bet it again. Um, I think this is a pretty high scoring contest. I think both teams get in the twenties. Just this is kind of has a lot of the same whiffs of Seattle, St. Uh, L.A. Rams to me. I mean, these are two teams that can pass. These are two teams that um, you know that aren't going to be able to run to run out the clock. Um, and so, you know, either team down is going to be able to pass their way back in. I think this is a, a game that ends both teams in the you know mid to low twenties. So over forty six is uh, is a swing away for me. Um, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing a few different numbers. It's kind of all over the place, but forty six, pretty consensusy. Mm-hmm. What's great is that they're going to have revised the weather on like Saturday and be like, actually, the wind's not going to be that bad. And this number is going to get better. It's going to go to 48 in a heartbeat. Um, okay. All right. What's next? Ooh. Yeah. Good Ooh. One. This really is better good than one. the other ones. Really good one. Mm-hmm. This is a treat. <laughs> I say my turn. <laughs> it is. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, coming off of a Sunday night loss, which was completely unexpected. Um, we talked a little bit about how maybe the Colts were looking ahead when they played the Raiders. They were really fired up for that Chiefs game, and they were going to compete hard, and they were going to play keep away from Pat Mahomes, and they were going to you know, play ball control and run it down their throats. Didn't exactly play out that way because Mahomes got a little hurt. And Mahomes, when hurt, stays in the pocket. And when you are playing man defense and you are containing Holmes in the pocket, a la the New England Patriots in the first half of the AFC Championship game, you can make Mahomes a little uncomfortable. Maybe the only way to keep him from burning your house down is to contain him, 
and to play man coverage. That said, I don't think Houston can do that. <laughs> Mahomes doesn't necessarily seem too badly hurt that he's not taking practice reps with the first team. Uh, I think he's going to be out there and he's going to be fine. And I think he's going to chuck. That did not stop the market from betting a minus seven and a half look ahead down to minus four, which seems real overreacting to me. Lunacy. This set up a scenario, and the total came down too. It's 40, 54 and a half. And granted, Houston and, and Watson and Bill O'Brien and company uh, scored a 50-burger. I heard 50-burger so many times this week, and I'm not sure why that became the, the conventional lingo for scoring 50 points, but so be it. They scored 50 against a hapless, hopeless, worthless Atlanta defense. I don't think you're looking at quite the same defense here in Kansas City. This is a better unit by a long shot than what Atlanta has out there. <laughs> it is such such shade being thrown at Atlanta when you say that the Kansas City defense is much better than you because they're not a great defense, but they they're know not. what they have. I think I think bringing Spags in has paid dividends. It looks better, even maybe with worse parts. They're sure. not. They're not ha- like you. You call what you all those things you just said about Atlanta, Houston or Kansas City's defense doesn't look as hapless at times. Where it's just like, oh shit, you know Mahomes is going to have to score on like three out of four drives just because Casey's going to give up a shitload of points. Like this is this is rough. I'm trying to look. I don't even know what what do you, what would you say? Where would you think they rank as far as points against? And I know there's bias in here. Casey's in the. Bottom third. I'm going to say 20th. 17th. Okay. That seems reasonable. And, um, and and they've played five games. There's going to be teams, you know, almost anybody who's gotten a bye is going to be above them. That's true. That's true. You're looking at total my, points, not Miami's points per game. Only, Miami's only played four games, and they've given up the most <laughs> points of anybody. They've got, a, they've got a game in their pocket. And they're I'm kind of excited to get to that game. 163 <laughs> points so far. Oh, man. Hey, uh, so... so no, just KC, so go, yeah, KC I'm, team total over or stay away from this game? What's the, what's the look here? I wanted to tease this when I saw the open, like... Seven and a half, yep, right, tease that down. I think Kansas City turns this around. They're home. This isn't a team that's going to run it down your throat. This isn't a team mm-hmm. with a smart coach. I think they can contain the pass a lot better than uh, Atlanta did. I was going to tease it, and like that dream went quickly out the window. It, it moved moved the other way. So mm-hmm. usually with teasers, I'm worried about them popping up to like nine or ten because we're going to be a popular side. But I, yeah. Kansas City team total over Kansas City straight up. I'm seeing a four at Heritage. Four at you wager. What's the team total going to be? You wager. 54 um, and a half is the total. Five, so you're four and a half. 20, is, uh, 27, two plus 27 plus two and a half. 29 and a half, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's bettable. They're going to score. I mean, I, I mean, Houston's, Houston's, Houston's got a fatal flaw. They do not cover the ball. They do not cover the type of pass that Mahomes can absolutely burn you to the ground with. Uh, they do not cover that well. And, um, you know, I mean, I think can, can this, this game, if you're betting aside, comes down to can Watson go score for score with Mahomes. This game, if you're betting aside, comes down to does Andy Reid fuck up the clock and the timeout situation again. Um, and, uh, I, but my gut says Casey gets this win. I'm actually, 
I've put myself in a terrible spot, survivor pools wise. Um, thinking about KC this week, thinking about them uh, as a survivor play. Does that do? You, would you warn me against that? Do you think Houston is live in this game? It's a high total. I I don't think it's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But you're in such a fucking terrible spot. <laughs> yeah. You have to. It's not so. good. There's only so three I'm, people left though, so I'm, I just yeah, got to win one or two more. <laughs> I'm dangerously close to laying the points here. Okay. Coming off that game, it, it, I'm the reason I'm waiting, and the reason the market's probably down is all the injuries. Uh, you're, the receiving core injuries that's going to be a problem and and honestly maybe it won't be because like though who's the pringle he's, guy Pr- pringle, pringle he's guy. throwing it to pringle he's throwing it to kelsey he's throwing he, it to all yeah this could be this could be a huge kelsey game. houston houston can be a tight end funnel is you, that jones? i don't want to say you know the, the, you look chris at the jones chris, chris jones, jones gonna play you, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I got to check a lot. And, and again, still, it's we don't really, yeah, it's we don't Wednesday. really know. It's so rough for us to, you know, in these games where the injuries are super questionable early in the yeah, week. Yeah, don't we know don't know a ton. Um, Atlanta only scored 32. Not all of those points were in a neutral game state. Like they were way behind. But even in a neutral game state, Atlanta was moving the ball. Houston's defense still is lacking some bite. I don't know if the clowny thing or just maybe they weren't that good to begin with. But they, mm. they were they were a little rough in coverage against a good team. Atlanta is not a good yeah. team, but a good passing offense with weapons. And that's what they're going to run into on the road. I'm, if the injuries shake out my way and the number hasn't got away from me, I'll probably I'll probably be laying points. Big favorite guy this year, all of a sudden. Yeah, look at us, man. Uh, also, Houston. Uh, yeah, a lot too many people have bought into them. <laughs> Being for real, but yeah, we're due for a Bill O'Brien reminds us that he's not a good coach moment. Uh, it's coming. Um, it's it funny. I just got a D- <laughs> I just got a DM, and I'm not even going to open it. But on the phone, it's you can tell it's multiple messages, and the last message is Texans are trash. Yeah, <laughs> and this is not a live podcast. It's funny that that's that came in that like a minute ago. Um, <clears throat> what do you think about uh, what do you think about down by uh, down in uh, down in Duval? Duval. That's what I was going to get to because that is the next game, and that is a game I'll be teasing. Maybe not for a full bet, but as Ooh. I've as I've oh no, I laid this out. I'm doing twelve legs until this Minshew guy can't cover a teaser leg. And actually, maybe I should get that in now that it's moving against me. Yeah, you blew it. <clears throat> you could have got it past seven if you got it on the opener in the or at Sunday. I know. New Orleans money came in, and again, we're talking on Wednesday night. New Orleans money came in for a bit there. It did. It was it getting flipped. hammered. It flipped. Um I'm sure we had minus one and a half when we recorded this podcast on Sunday. Yeah. So uh, it's tough to say as far as what it takes. We're not bookmakers. We don't talk to bookmakers enough. We should probably do that. We should reach out and see if any of them will talk to us ever. Yeah. They'd probably just lie to us. They would lie to us for sure. Cause they're tricky, tricky shysters. But uh, <laughs> look at me talking Yiddish on, uh, on Yom Kippur. Shysters. Yeah. But anyway, is that I don't anesthetic? Know. No, no. Yiddish is just a fun language. Okay. That I don't know. I just know the fun words from Laverne and Shirley. Okay. Well, we're not an anesthetic pod. We're pro Semitic. Pro Semitic. Thank you <laughs> for clearing that up <clears throat> as we head to Florida. 
Jacksonville and Minshew Magic. Couldn't quite get it done last week against what's turning out to be a tough defense. They get to head home. New Orleans, I think maybe the people backing Jacksonville, it isn't all just Minshew money. It's when will the other shoe drop and when will mm-hmm. Teddy lose a game? Mm-hmm. Teddy can't throw downfield. I don't know why people can't figure this out. They still have some nice pieces. I mean, you still have Kamara. You still have your receivers. Teddy's not terrible. He's not a bad quarterback, but let me challenge that. Seem to go bit. deep, and that's where. Let, that's where let I, me I'm challenge. Going let me let me challenge that a little bit. Go ahead. Because uh, he did go deep last week. I think he doesn't want to go deep unless he sees a guy who's wide open. Like, I think, I literally think it's a risk aversion thing with him. Like, you watched him in in, uh, in Minnesota. Did he have the, uh, some of that element to him where he just was not willing to take a chance? If a guy wasn't creating separation wide open down the field, he wasn't throwing to him? I guess, yeah. You could kind of say that. Word. I like that risk aversion, maybe call it that, where he's not, we need a name for that. Um, yeah. The opposite of gunslinger. We'll yeah. have to come up with something. Hit us yeah. up if you have a cool nickname. But yeah, the opposite of a gunslinger. Because <laughs> he's not, and I don't want to say game manager because that's not right. He's no, not it's just not. a game manager. He no, can, he can do it. He can ball. Yeah. But he is not Drew Brees. He shouldn't be winning all these games like this. Uh, it's uh, It's been close. Jacksonville might be able to get it done. I'm not, uh, I'll, I'll do the teaser just because I opened up a 12 leg teaser and I promised I would, but I'm not going to force anything here i'm i'm fully scared away from this one i don't have a lot of i mean i don't have a whole lot of notes who do you think the toughest defense teddy's had to face so far is man boy he hasn't had to face a tough one at all he went up against half a game of the rams who turn out they stink uh half a game or full game against uh seattle who's awful um i guess it was the cowboys uh, and the Cowboys was mostly just on the basis of their pass rush. The Cowboys couldn't really cover very well. Um, but it, I guess, you know, the Cowboys covered well enough that Teddy didn't take a chance. He didn't throw down the field and they didn't score a touchdown in that game, even though they fucking won. Um, so I would say, um, I, I don't know. I, I would say this sets itself up for an under because I think that this is a come back to earth for New Orleans type of game. I think Jacksonville does have the coverage to keep Bridgewater running a conservative set. Uh, I think uh, Alvin Kamara, probably your differentiating factor for the Saints if you're you know, convincing yourself, why should I back this team? Uh, Jags, you know, we're getting more out of Fournette lately. Uh, some of that is defenses are starting to realize they have to respect Minshew's ability to, uh, to do things. And, you know, Minshew's always live. He's live. Doesn't matter if he's down big in this game. He's live to come back. We know that. Um, I just don't think I can reasonably say, hey, Minshew and and you know, this coaching staff in Jacksonville should be, you know, should be favored over a much better staff in Sean Payton and, and the, the Saints. And the Saints defense is respectable. Um, I see two offenses here that struggle in the red zone. I see two, um, you know, I see two, one, I, I see two that are going to be kicking field goals and playing field position and not running the score up. I think this is the kind of game that goes by pretty quickly. I think there's a lot of rushing attempts. Uh, and uh, I think under 44 is a, is a sweet, sweet, sweet total this week. Um, only under? No, I bet two unders this week. This is one and the Baltimore one. 
Um, and so I we think literally uh, just went over the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, I don't have a very big card this week, which is especially embarrassing that I forgot. But yeah, um, under here, 44 uh, is, I think, worth the sniff. Uh, I think whichever team gets to 20 points wins. Um, and, you know, I think, um, I think both defenses in this game are, are going to look pretty good, honestly. Not impressed with either of these quarterbacks, really. Minshew can cover a teaser, though. And if it's a low-scoring game, then your teaser should be loud. But, yeah, uh, Minshew, I don't want to see, like, you know, the whole mania. It might be a little much. It's not even November. And it's, it is almost November. Man, if he wins this game straight up, I might have a mustache on Sunday <laughs> for the for the, uh, the scope. It might just be mustache time. It might start in early November. I can grow a really creepy mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone wants to see that. So, yeah, good. Stay, um, yeah, I'm staying away. I respect your play, but I, I worry too much about, uh, I don't know, the Minshew magic. He seems, think, to, uh, he seems to have found something. You know, the, um, the best LSU wide receiver in the league right now. DJ it sure, it sure shit ain't OBJ. Is it Chirk? It's not Jarvis Landry. Yes, it's Is it Chirk. I don't even have stats. Sh- I'm just saying shark. that objectively. <laughs> yeah, objectively, Chirk. Uh, I was. It's crazy that you went there because I was going to ask you a question about this and we didn't even prep. Uh, if you're in New Orleans, do you uh, shadow Chirk with uh, Lattimore? Yeah, you have to. He has like five. He has like five touchdowns. He got two last week. He was incredible. Yeah. No, that's your guy. I like Didi Westbrook might eat. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, All right. Well, let's go up to your neck of the woods. In the most confounding line of the season for me, Um, and I laugh when people in the mainstream media talk about traps that Vegas sets for sports betters because it's not a thing. Uh, and yet this game and taking Philly plus three feels like I stepped in a bear trap. <laughs> and this is some of the reasons why. Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, this narrative about them performing poorly against good teams has gotten out of control. Um, I don't know if it's predictive, um, it surely seems like Kirk Cousins is minus uh, one standard deviation when he goes up against meaningful competition and he's average or better when he goes up against terrible competition. Um, I felt like we had a very good read on Minnesota last week. They were going up against a rookie quarterback and uh, a bad defense. And we thought, yeah, this team is going to rock their world. Like this is not going to be competitive. They're going to keep them, you know, they're going to like big brother picking on little brother. Um, And now they go home and they take on a team that I fancy as the best team in the NFC. I legitimately think as this team gets more and more healthy, Philadelphia is going to be clearly the class of this uh, of this conference. And a lot of that is because I truly believe in Doug Peterson as a coach. I believe in their staff and their organization overall and the decisions they're making. And I think this is the kind of game where people look up at the end of it and they're like, wow, why were they three point dogs? Exactly. They had the better coach. They had the better quarterback. Everybody knows cousins uh, is, uh, you know, is lousy in these type of moments in this type of situation. I don't understand at all. Uh, why this isn't a pick em type of game. Um, I don't think that you can expect Minnesota and Kirk Cousins to do the right thing on offense. I mean, honestly, like if you switched coaches in this game and you put Doug Peterson with the, with the roster in Minnesota and he was like, oh, 
I can pick on the secondary with the likes of Thielen and Diggs. Like, I'm going to do this all fucking day. Like, yeah, I would understand Minnesota being, you know, an advantage side. But uh, with uh, with Zimmer and with the way they're running this offense and forcing it to Dalvin Cook, this is a horrific, horrific front seven to take that strategy into the game with. And I just don't think that they have learned their lesson. I just don't think that they're going to have this dynamic, you know, pass-first approach against a team that can be passed on and I think Philly is going to be able to set the tone, set the pace, and get the win in Minnesota. Can you talk me off of this position? Do you think I've made a mistake backing Philly plus three? Oh, Lord, no. Like, That's I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not fully bought in on this yet. I want to, I guess I want to see some quotes and look into the, the box score a little bit. Even, I mean, even last week, and it was, you know, it wasn't like a blowout, blowout, but the game was well in hand. They still ran a lot. Delvin Cook ran 21 times, which I want to start. I want to break that box score down and see how much I didn't. Honestly, I, did, I didn't watch the Vikings game. There was there was a million games on and I didn't have any money on the Vikings game. And I didn't I didn't really care because it was going to be like, well, if they lose this the season's over. And if they win, it's you know big whoop. You beat the Giants secondary. <laughs> Kirk Cousins was super efficient. 22 of 27, 306, two touchdowns. Yeah. But it's a historically bad pass defense that, again, missing all their linebackers. You could have whatever you want over the middle, anything short, intermediate, just easy peasy, lemon squeezy, Thielen and Diggsy. Um, Adam Thielen, squeaky wheel, got the grease. He had eight targets. Seven catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Great saying. God, yeah. that's a good saying. I mean, that's that worked out. I guess uh, maybe you should piss and moan and Kirk Cousins will give in. His wife should be watching that. She's got to figure that out. She's just got to go out and give press conferences about how he doesn't mow the lawn. He'll go out and do that immediately and apologize. So I think, uh, I think maybe the Dalvin Cook thing settled down a little. If they decide they want to pass the ball, they can beat Philly by 10. This yep. offense can. I just don't think they will do that. So <laughs> yeah, that's passing yeah, see, for now. This I is, lean your way. Yeah, maybe this is maybe this is why I should have stayed away from this game, though, because the blueprint is there and the tools are there and the mismatch is there. I just don't believe in this coaching staff to act on that, <laughs> which is sad, but it is what it is. And Kirk Cousins can cleanse some demons. He's obviously he's beaten Philadelphia before. He's performed well versus Philadelphia. You can go back through his history in uh, in Washington D.C. and uh, Kirk Cousins did great against the Eagles. Um, but that said, in this system and what he's going to be asked to do, um, and his current form, I don't think you can count on him to go toe for toe. If the Eagles are getting twenty eight points in this one, uh, Minnesota's not keeping up with them. So I guess uh, can uh, can the Minnesota defense hold Philly down? <sighs> they've they're almost like Kirk Cousins. They look good against bad teams. Mm-hmm. They've got some good. Uh, what's his face? Is kind of a problem. Why can't I think of a Rhodes? <laughs> hey, Xavier Rhodes. <laughs> he doesn't look yeah. great. He's picking up no. penalties. He looks like Eli Apple wearing purple. He looks a little <laughs> rough. Oh my goodness, dude! I, he's had a couple Oof. bad games. I'm gonna have to Oof. look at his. And again, these aren't gospel. I don't believe in everything. Eli Apple, where they've had purple. some. 
They've had some rough graded games. I'm going to go check. Yeah, they're middle of the pack on PFF. Their defense is super highly rated in general, but that's just because their rush defense has been uh, – it's the tops in the league according to them. And by them, I mean the, the pro football focus people. Their coverage is a little lower, but they're, they're pa- a few other things, I guess. I don't know what's dragging them down. Pass rush? <laughs> pass rush has been down there. So the defense hasn't been – as good as some of the other defenses we've seen that have been maintained over the past couple of years, the Bears, the Bills, the Patriots, it's dropped back in a few spots and they've had some trouble in coverage. But if they, you know, if the pieces step up, they can absolutely limit this team. I've seen Philly kind of up and down this year. We talked about this last week. True or false, Mike Zimmer has one look on defense. And if you know how to beat it, he does not know how to adjust to what you are doing offensively. True or false that uh, Doug Peterson knows that and well, he has the recipe. I'm going to, I won't, I don't have time to do research right now. We're literally recording this. I will look, <laughs> I will look into that. I will see if, if these two coaches have matched up before and I'll check how the Philadelphia offense did that week. <laughs> and I will get back to you. Last year in the regular season, Philly got some revenge, but two years ago it was uh, not good. Not good, not Bob. Great. <laughs> not great, Bob. Um, all right. Why don't you set us up here for the game of the week? Ooh, year? Boy. Season? The game I'm of the just, year? I'm doing longhand division right now. Just game of the week, month, or a year? It hasn't been their week, their month. <laughs> Miami has played four games and they are averaging 6.5 points per game. That's that's, that's rough. That's Mm. rough. Small sample size. I should look into that. I should look into how many, how many teams do you think outscored Miami's season total last year. Jacksonville, Carolina, New England, Seattle, the Rams, Arizona pushed it, Atlanta, Houston, New Orleans, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Baltimore pushed it. Those are teams, Green Bay, Dallas. Oh, Dallas didn't make it there. San Francisco. Those are teams that scored more points last week than Miami (laughs) has managed to score in four weeks. And I'm still thinking about taking their money line this week. I know. Miami beat the bye. They got some momentum. They got some momentum. <laughs> they have extra rest. And then we have we have Mr. Callahan. I mean, we're not going to rehash. I don't really want to get into the Jay Gruden side. I don't really either. boring. But the Callahan comes in his press conference. He says he's not even worried about rushing yards. God, yards per yards per rush. He just says, if you run the ball more times than the other team, you'll win. Which is fucking magic, things, man. I don't know. And, and he's right. <laughs> no, he's absolutely right. 90, 90 times out of 100, I bet that's true. But it's because the team is winning by two touchdowns and they're, they're salting the clock out. Yes. I mean, without causa- a doubt. Correlation, this is, causation. This is this a rough is, one. This yeah. is such a big thing on, yeah. in gambling, Twitter, message boards, and everybody arguing at the water cooler. Running, yeah. was, uh, the Cowboys are like 48 and two when Zeke has this many carries. Yes, because they're up by a bunch and Zeke's just running out the clock. Yeah. Like, this is, this is not, you can't go in saying we're going to run the ball a lot, but only in the fourth quarter when we're ahead. Like that's, yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah. 
There's no more, there's no better example of correlation versus causation in the NFL than than this, than this specific angle. Like you open up the Wikipedia page, it's probably like, here's an example of this correlation versus causation. Uh, and Callahan looks woefully fucking unprepared to be an NFL head coach at this time. He had his, uh, he had the, the, uh, you see, he had the, uh, the Redskins run sprints today. At yeah, practice. <laughs> yeah, that's what grown men like to be treated like junior high. Six camp. weeks into six yeah. weeks into an NFL season, as yeah, you're this, recovering from a game where you played uh, uh, against the best team in the league. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. He one million trillion percent listened to the rewatchables. Uh, remember the Titans episode that came out this week? Oh, for sure. And he, oh, for he sure. Because wa- and you know what he's going to do? He's going to bring that team up to the Gettysburg battlefield on a long run and he's going to give an amazing speech and they're going to go loose to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Washington replaced the bottom five coach in the league with the unquestionably worst coach in the league. I don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. I think Bill Callahan is clearly the worst coach across 32 teams in the NFL right now. And Case Keenum, who's going to even start a cornerback? Do we know? They, Case they Keenum, Colt Keenum. McCoy, Haskins? It's not going to be Haskins, for sure. It's going to be no, Keenum. No, it's it, going to be Keenum, it, they said. Keenum or Colt McCoy is, is really of no consequence here. Nope. This this entire this entire um, handicap, in my opinion, I believe, boils down to can you stomach backing Miami on the money line? Can you stomach it? And if you can, then bet it. And if you can't, then skip the game because this is a, this is the spot for Miami to get their win for the season. This is it. You're going up against a team that is in shell shock, that is that is poorly fucking coached, that has come to visit you, uh, and you are coming off extra rest. You have Rosen as your quarterback, who's playing fine. I mean, he's not playing top twenty quarterback in the NFL, but he's playing serviceably fine. Uh, and he's, you know, he doesn't have a protection from an offensive line. That's a little scary. He doesn't have a defense that can do anything. That's a little scary, but you're going up against a team that, you know, has virtually nothing to play for and nothing, you know, and, and is coached in a way that is, they're going to be taking points off the field for themselves. So now or never Miami really. Um, and I've stared at this money line. How many times have you looked at, 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 at taking this money? A lot. <laughs> Four, Washington, five. I've looked at it so many yeah. times. I've been we, like, yeah, we I just talked. About I know it. it's the right side. I know it's the right look. I know it's a good play. I just don't know if I can stomach back in the Miami. We just talked about Kirk Cousins slicing up a really, really exposable, shitty, hurt, missing a lot of pieces defense. We bet an over a couple weeks ago for the same reason. Because it doesn't matter who you have. That's a really bad defense. Washington managed three points against the Giants. The the play calling is atrocious. It sounds like it's about to get worse. And they're I mean, they're they're kind of beat up too. Jordan yeah. Reed still concussion. They're I've got to look at the rest of the <laughs> everybody's fucked Jordan up. Jordan Reed's there. always yeah. gonna be hurt. Yeah. Yeah, Donald yep. Penn, hamstring. Their best player, their best player, still their best player, still not showing up because the the uh, the um, training staff is so poor. Yeah. Um, Trent Williams will not be there. No. Nope. All right, I, I, I'm probably I'm probably skipping it's probably song, a skip. But, but if you yeah. if you're feeling saucy, yeah. take the dogs. If you, yeah, if you have a bunch time. of if you if you've been listening to our if you've been if you've been playing along with us or if you've made your own great decisions this NFL season and you're you know you've got an extra unit laying around and you want to. Uh, you want to be look smart to your friends. 
this isn't the worst play. <laughs> Miami money line is not bad. Um, let, let's uh, let's move to the afternoon slate with what is ac- actual uh, the actual game of the week uh, and a game that I have to tell you, man, I am getting a very strong sense that this is a pros versus pros side in San Francisco going up against the Rams. Uh, this was a very interesting opener. We knew it was going to be low. We talked about it on the pod last week. We talked about it on the scope. Uh, after the Monday night beatdown that San Francisco delivered to the Browns, uh, we expected, yeah, they're not going to open this Rams minus five, minus four. They're going to open it around three, maybe even below three. And when you see that, gobble up that Rams number as quickly as you can because that is going to go up because we knew a lot of professionals in this space who were frothing at the mouth to back, back the Rams. And a lot of it was on the basis of the the angle we already talked about for Seattle-Cleveland, San Francisco on a short week against up against the Rams who have had 10 days to prepare. I and love the Rams in this spot and get to go home. I love the Rams in this spot. I love the way that this Rams offense has matched up against San Francisco during the Sean McVay era. They are, honestly, you throw out the one game that they played week 17 where the Rams sat everyone two seasons ago. Sean McVay's offense is scoring on average 45 points Against this, against the San Francisco defense, the Rams are going to have all of the looks that they want on every level of offense. I don't care about how great San Francisco's defense has looked to this point, how amazing their front seven is, how well the the pass rush matches up against the limitations of the Rams' offensive line. You have ten days to prepare, and you're Sean McVay. You're going to be running personnel schemes and ways to chip and get golf the time he needs to pick this part, the defense apart, and they can be picked apart. I think the Rams at home are a great play at minus three. It got bet all the way up to minus four before heavy, heavy duty money came back on San Francisco. I think these are pretty evenly, uh, evenly stacked books across most of the space with lots of money, lots of tickets, both sides. Do you get that same sort of read? And do you think that there's an edge here on either side? Yeah, I, mean, I never, I never thought this was good. Yeah, we, we both bet this at three. We talked about it Sunday. We talked about it on the scope. We talked about it with multiple people in the space. We're already like we we're just everybody was just waiting for this number to pop. I was dying for a three. We got a three. I found it for 10 cents at low vig. I bet it. I knew it was going to take steam. It did take steam, but I never had any illusions of the shooting up past four or five. There, you, you know there's a, I don't know, if it's like a group of people, if it's sharps, if it's public money, it's going to be a highly bet game. It's going to have a high ticket count. I guess if I were someone making a case for the other side, it would be the 49ers front four, front seven are electric. They can get pressure whenever they want. The Rams have had trouble up the middle of the line, and Jared Goff can be a little sketchy when he's getting a ton of pressure in his face. That's how we lose this bet. If we lose this bet, it's not Jimmy Garoppolo just played an all-world game and he beat him in a shootout. I think it's Jared Goff ending up on his back too much and the Rams not being able to protect him from that front seven. That's the only worry for me. Otherwise, the spot's beautiful. The number's beautiful. It's moved our way. It got, you know, like you said, it got some buyback at four. I think that's to be expected. But the San Francisco, I don't want to call it a cluster injury because it's, I mean, it kind of is. But they're having use check, knee sprain. 
he's going to be out. He's a big part of how they run. Uh, mm-hmm. Our friend Suma pointed out they're actually more efficient when they don't run, which is probably true for most teams. And, you know, even with a smart coach, I think it's going to be hard to, to tell them, well, just don't run ever because they mm-hmm. are so good at running. Yeah. It's going to be a problem missing a key lineman, missing your fullback. They still do use a fullback. They use him a lot in motion. He's great for pulling, you know, he pulls the linebacker over on the, like that long run. He, yeah. His motion on that play, he, he opens it up and boom, Breed is gone. Yeah. So uh, here's, here, I think here's, that, my, that's, here's that's my take. My only worry. Here's my take. Uh, McGl- you mentioned key lineman, McGlinchey. Yeah. McGlinchey. That and honestly, like I think the Rams D line is going to be able to get pressure on Garoppolo. I think that the Rams are going to put pressure on the Niners in general by scoring. Uh, ten, ten, 10 days to we, we have seen this now a ton of times this season. When you have 10 days to prepare and you have a good coaching staff, you come out and you look damn fucking good. And I would expect nothing short of that from the Rams and Sean McVay. I think they're going to look good. I think score score early, put pressure on San Francisco, force Garoppolo to throw them back in the game, something we have not seen him do to this point this season. We have not seen Garoppolo play from behind where he is required to make decisions, throw the ball, and under duress from the likes of Aaron Donald and Dante Fowler. This sets up well for, uh, wow, how maybe Garoppolo needs more reps. Maybe he's not as good as we thought. Maybe San Francisco's not as good as we thought. Maybe we should, uh, you know, chill out a little bit. Yeah, they're 4-0. Now they're 4-1, but, you know, how good are they really? Like, this is a correction coming for San Francisco, I feel like, and it's born almost entirely, I believe, out of the advantage of time to prepare and scheme matchup for the Rams offense against the San Francisco defense. I really like the spot and it could lose, but guess what? It's already hit a bunch of times that we backed this season. Uh, and I will keep, uh, oh, keep yeah. looking for this whenever the situation, um, presents itself. So Rams it minus three, cons- not only a consensus on the pod, but everybody, I think, Everybody well, loves not everybody, but a, there's some a there's some sharp. I, I I can tell you without question. Oh yeah, there's for some sure. San Francisco money out there that's pushed this down pretty hard uh, at three and a half at least. When it was three and a half minus one eleven, it came back all the way to three and a half plus one twelve. Um, that's a big swing. Uh, and also the over was a was an easy one too. Should have grabbed that while we were at yep. it. Uh, that went from forty eight and a half up to fifty and a half, and that seems reasonable. I honestly I like the over fine. But like I said, I think the Rams defense could look a little better here. I think with the you know pass rush and putting some pressure on Jimmy G, I think they could keep San Francisco down. And San Francisco on a short yeah, week without I, their tackle could be big. That's the thing. I said a lot of nice things the last couple of weeks about the San Francisco front four, front seven. But the, the Rams are okay up there too. And if you're missing McGlinchey, you're missing your fullback. The run game just might not work. And you put a bunch of pressure on Jimmy G to do it, and he hasn't really played a higher-tier team. I mean, Tampa, first game under a new coach. Cincinnati, who I bet on that week. Turns out they suck ass. And then the Browns just having the worst game of the season. Uh, Who's the other? Oh, Pittsburgh. They played Pittsburgh. That was a... That was a stinker too. Ugly, sloppy, yeah, this sloppy, is awful game. Easily the toughest team they've yep. faced. Plus big, it. big things going on in LA. We're just hitting home runs like it's our job. Out oh, here yeah. In Los Dodgers Angeles right now. They're, uh, hopefully. Uh, so we won't jinx it. But they're, I only they're, have three their bats bets, are alive. I only have three bets all week so far. 
And that was two. Did I get this one? Sure. I'll take it. Go for it. My third one is in the desert where the Cardinals are unwinless, unwinless. They're (laughs) no longer winless. No longer winless. They got it done against just a shit. They they might win again. They're a short home dog. They, that was big. That was such a big game. And if you are one of the people who believed in this offense and you took some Arizona over five, you have to have this game. If you have a, you have to have this, the way Atlanta's playing right now, the way this defense is playing, the, just the injuries, you have to get this one done at home. You got to win us. There's not going to be, there's a few other spots, but to get to five, this is a big one. Um, Spoiler alert. We bet the over. Did you take this too? No, I was slept on it because I was waiting for limits to go up a little bit and it, uh, it, the line went up faster than the limits. (laughs) That's for sure. This wasn't one you could wait. No, no. I wanted. I was getting. I was getting smart because I like to to play the low big book in Bitcoin, and they weren't taking very big much on total on Sunday night. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just totals. do it Monday morning. And uh, it turned out it was fifty one by the time I cracked my eyes. So I mean, yeah. it should. It could go to fifty three. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this goes to fifty three. There are books that are sitting on fifty two right now with a juicy under. It's pretty much a consensus fifty one and a half. Low margin has 51, but I did a 49 and a half. Uh, that was gone immediately. I don't, I'd bet a 50, even if this was 51, if I hadn't placed a bet, I would place this on 51 right now. Yeah. Atlanta's pass defense is lost. If you go look at the splits God, last year, dude. after, I mean, the exact same injury to the exact same guy. If did you, you see any splits, of the, uh, did you see any of the clips? Last year. Did you see any of the clips from uh, Watson passing? Yeah. It looked it looked easy. It looked like he wasn't playing a defense. <laughs> it looked like there was no defense. What is it, what's the guy's name? I can't, why can't I think? Of, I can't think of anyone's name today. The injury. Um, oh, Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal. The splits last year after he got hurt. Apparently, he's a linchpin because it was rough. I mean, they had other injuries last year, and that sucked. Neal or Jones was it? Deion no. Jones or Keanu Neal or both? Who got hurt this year? Why can't I think of his, which one it I is now? I can't remember if it was. I, they're all they're Keanu. all ru- they're all Keanu. running together. They're all running together now because it's been two years of everybody getting hurt for Atlanta. Either way, this was I don't know. It felt like a no brainer. Atlanta's defense. It's not like a zigzag. Oh, they'll get it together next week because it's a worse team. Now that I mean that pass defense is fully beatable. They're going to yeah. be throwing empty empty sets against them a bunch. There's not enough people to cover even low-tier receivers. Yeah, Arizona's going to probably make hey Arizona's live here. And at the same time, like we said this when we talked about Houston, Atlanta is not a bad offense. They're both going to get theirs. Both teams should score in the high 20s. If not, somebody's getting 30. I don't yeah. know who. This yeah. over, I love it. Yeah. Did uh, did you see the clips I shared of Isaiah Oliver, the cornerback for Atlanta, the one who was it was basically he was just like running around like with like in, in empty space, <laughs> like like the the guy stopped, he catches the ball, and he's still just running down the sidelines, covering no one. Like like these guys are so lost, they're so helpless. The Atlanta, uh, you know, pass defense situation is as bad as I've ever seen in the NFL. It's so gross, and um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, bottom five unit for uh, pass coverage for um, for Arizona here as well. I wouldn't be surprised if you have forty plus points by halftime. 
I, honest, if it's 21, 21 and a half, will you be remotely surprised? No. They, <laughs> no. they can't. I mean, even Cincinnati scored against this team. Yeah, that's right. So that's true. I, I'm, I'm already cashing this one. Okay. Okay. I like that play. I, to, I like it. Um, the I'll give you the glory on that one all, all by yourself, though. Um, well, come join in at 51. I think I should. <laughs> I, could, yeah, I, might, I should. Uh, I don't know. I it, it was I only have seven plays this week. It was, it was Keanu Neal. Yeah, Keanu he blew his Achilles out. Last, last year, it was Neal and Jones. This year, it's just Neal, but Jones doesn't look like the same player. So uh, Dallas looked horrific at times against the Packers. Uh, Dak Prescott through a number of interceptions. And if you looked at the stat sheet and all you looked at was inst, you were like, wow, Prescott really cost himself a lot of money this game, you know, this performance. I don't know, though. Uh, I thought Prescott threw the ball pretty well. Um, some of those turnovers were not his fault. Uh, and he didn't kind of go into a shell and not push the ball to try to bring them back in the game. They were still kind of always competing. Uh, ended up but uh, they had, if they had made that field goal, they would have just had an opportunity to kick a, an onside and try to get the tie. Um, but Dallas rightfully lost to the Packers, I felt like. Um, but they did, uh, you know, they did move the ball more effectively than I expected against a good Packers defense. Now they take their show on the road to the Meadowlands where they take on a Sam Darnold who is coming off of multiple weeks on the shelf recovering from mononucleosis. Apparently, Sam Darnold's spleen is no longer enlarged to the tune where he could die from getting hit in a football game. Uh, so they're trotting him out there. Although the photographs and the video I've seen of Sam Darnold do not look like he is physically up to the challenge of playing in an NFL game. They're putting him out there regardless. He, This is their chance to somehow save their season. Um, some of our friends were very bullish on the Jets uh, being live to win this game. Uh, some of our friends were just like, oh, they are going to cover this eight and a half in their sleep. Uh, I could not subscribe to this until I see Sam Darnold take NFL snaps and until we see him make it through a game uh, without getting, you know, his, uh, his internal organs uh, permanently, permanently damaged. <laughs> Dallas, on the other hand, after three weeks looking amazing against absolutely inferior opponents they ran into a buzzsaw in uh two weeks in a row against the saints and the packers i don't know that i'm ready to sell on their chances to make the playoffs i think they're the what they're the best wild card team in the nfc still this is looks like a five seed to me with 10 wins sort of team maybe it's nine maybe it's 10 depends on whether they can split with philly or if they go zero and two against philly um they had some nice things going on in offense, and then the wheels absolutely fell off. Kellen Moore no longer running a dynamic uh, pass first, never run into a stacked box approach. It looks like he's conceded some decision-making and some influence back to Garrett because same old, same old nasty nonsense that the Cowboys were doing in years past that is not effective in today's NFL. Uh, and some of it might have been management putting pressure on the coaching staff to use the guy that they paid a hundred million dollars and not let the guy that they are going to they have to pay a hundred million dollars to give him the chance to fill up the stat sheet and that give them leverage and negotiate. So there's some weird politicking going on there. Probably that said Dallas on the road against the jets, I think it's this win. I don't know if they get it by more than a touchdown. It's always tough to go on the road and, and win. And it's tough. Uh, 
You know, I, I don't know that Dallas necessarily, I, I don't know that they necessarily match up well against the Jets uh, defense. The Jets defense is getting some pieces back healthy. Mosley will be huge for them. Mosley's um, not playing. Like He's not? He's oh. pretty much, yeah, Ooh. I was going to say this. So um, just to, to go into why I can't bet this game. Yeah, please lay I, out the reasons. I, I, talked to, I talked myself into Jets if I got to like 9 or 10. I talked myself into a Dallas teaser, and eventually I just settled on just avoiding this game. Dallas, both tackles are hurt. One or both may play. I don't know. Collins probably unlikely with the, I think it's an MCL strain. Mosley looking unlikely to play. Darnold coming back, but there's reports that he he looks like shit physically. Just like, I, I had mono. Like, I couldn't eat for days. I had nothing but uh, yeah. liquid. It, it, it's rough. Like, I uh, guarantee yeah. he's he's weak and he's lost weight. Even with some practice under his belt, practicing all week and all part of last week, I think that's still going to be rough. What was the, was there a tight end that was hurt now too? Yeah, Herndon. I don't know why people keep making such a big deal out of this guy. I don't think he's a game breaker, but he was coming. Oh, he was he, supposed he to. Helps. He was helps. Yeah, he was supposed to come off the of suspension, uh, but he uh, he hurt his hammy. He injured his hammy. Right um, in practice. Yeah, I heard heard Darnold lost 20, 20 plus pounds, and yeah, the, the photos I, the photos I've seen can would support that. Um, that said, Teron Smith's not going to be out there. Everyone good on the Cowboys is a little banged up. Uh, Collins isn't playing, you know, full these full strength. Zach Martin's not playing full strength. Amari Cooper's not full strength yet. Um, you know, there's there. This is a gross game for both sides from the injury report, which is why I'm staying away. Um, but, but you know, I'm hopeful that the, that the Jets are a little frisky. I don't want to see them continue just down this road of our seasons of complete and abject failure. I would like them to compete a little bit in progress. Sam, Sam Darnold's. Uh, or, you know, kind of move his progression forward instead of backwards. Um, but Adam Gase inspires no confidence in me. I haven't seen anything uh, out of that, uh, um, out of that head coaching, uh, you know, that looks um, competitive. Yeah. So No, and, and it's been tough. That's another reason I'm just avoiding altogether. It's so tough to judge the Jets. When you have to play Luke Falk, you have to play the Patriots with backup quarterbacks. Some of the situations they put in, how can you really get a good grip on what this team is supposed to be with all the weirdness? Just, I mean, sure. the, the opponents and what they've had to do at quarterback and now some of the injuries. It's there, there's This is a damned if you do, damned if you don't game where you feel dumb either way. Like, why did I bet on the Jets? Or why did, why did I think the Cowboys could cover this on the road? Yeah, it's it's a it's a goofy game. It's a hard stay away. And okay, yeah, it, ish, ish. Yep, yep. Send us down. Send us up to altitude. Up to frame, altitude. Frame, frame this one for me. Tennessee lost. They only scored seven points. Mariota, bad day. His stat line was trash. But this might be the second best defense in the league. I might put him ahead. Of, I'm putting him ahead of the Bears. I just did it. I'm putting them right behind the Patriots. The two best defenses in the league are in the same division. That's a tough ask. Josh Allen didn't do a whole lot, but he did just enough. I think he only had maybe did he only have one turnover? I'm not gonna uh, pull yeah, up. it was bad though. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was it gross. Was he's, he's still he's still not a good quarterback. He might have had more than one, but he had one atrocious turnover. You need more than that. Tennessee, 
is another team I'm having trouble figuring out. They missed a lot then, of field goals. They missed a lot of field goals. That's a problem. They're traveling. They're a short dog. This is – I'm not sold on Denver. I think Denver's a little overvalued off that game. They matched up perfectly. They played perfectly. That was that was the game plan to beat the Chargers. They made the Chargers look so dumb. They're not yeah. that good. They're still they're still a one four team. This number feels just about right. If I had to lean, it's Tennessee money line or nothing. Once mm-hmm. it gets under a field goal, you just take the money line. But I'm not sure I can go trust Marcus Mariota yet to go on the road. And win as a short fate or a short dog like this. Yeah. Sell, I mean, sell me on how you can how you can bend. Denver's defense is not terrible. It's no. not top five. It's not top ten. But it's it's higher. It's between ten and fifteen. Yeah, their own their one strength though is is uh, being diminished with Chubb out. You know, yes. and uh, and the one pass rush piece they have in Von Miller. You have a pretty good you know pretty good offensive line in Tennessee to neutralize that. So I, I back Tennessee on the money line here, and I am going against something now that I've stumped for three weeks in a row that you can't trust this coaching staff and you can't trust Mariota with Tennessee. I can't pass up what is a, a, just an absolutely golden spot here for Tennessee. Denver was on an arc where they lost a bad one week one on the road in that late Monday night slot. They had a short week. They got the Bears off of extra rest, and they should have won that game. But they lost it because of a penalty and a, and a kick and a fake field goal at the end. They followed that up, played their asses off in Green Bay, but gave up a couple of bad fumbles, a couple of short fields, a couple of easy points for Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers just played keep away. Right? And so what do they do? They come out week four. And again, they leave it all on the field. They are winning against the Jags. They are holding them off. Minshew comes back, steals the win at the end of that game, at home for them. And so they've played their ass off now three weeks in a row, trying to get their first win, trying to get Vic Fangio on the, in the winner's circle for the first time in his career as a head coach. And they finally do it last week against the Chargers. On the and it was... A great performance for them in the first half. They were clicking on all three phases. They were shut, they shut the Chargers out at halftime. It was 17-0. And even still, the Chargers had chances to come back and tie that game. And Denver just held on. And you could see the fatigue of really pushing week in, week out to get their first win for this guy, Fangio. And now they're home. They got their win. And they're thinking about, oh, we're favorites. We're going to get another one. And we're going to host, uh, They, I think they host Kansas City next week uh, on Thursday Night Football. Short week coming up for them. Uh, this spot absolutely sucks. You do not want to host a team like Tennessee uh, coming off of your first win like that after all those weeks playing so hard. Right before you go and play your uh, rival Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Um, I think Tennessee, all they have to do is play reasonably conservative, do not turn the ball over. They cut their kicker, uh, who was, I don't know why they signed Cairo in the first place. He was horrible before they brought him in. Uh, They bring in Parkey, obviously not a guy you have a ton of confidence on, but he can make kicks. Uh, And I think Tennessee gets this win. And, you know, this is, this should be a coin flipped to Tennessee, slightly better team, the way that I grade them out. Um, and 
I would think that with the, you know, with when you factor in the situational uh, and, you know, a lot of this is narrative based and a lot of this is I'm using my eye test to tell you that I think Denver is on fumes. Uh, this is uh, just a spot where I can't help myself, but, but back to Titans. And two weeks ago, it was the same sort of thing with the Titans on the road against the Falcons. And I didn't take it and I regret it. And that's playing a little bit into my <laughs> bias here. I know it is, but I can't help it. Uh, I took Tennessee on the money line plus plus one twenty. Do you think they get it done for me? Uh, maybe. I don't have a feeling this game. I'm not I'm not in the in the business of backing Arthur Smith running an offense on the road. So yeah. I I think I I by no means do I want to lay points with Denver right now. I still don't think they're a good team, but eh, yeah. Hard uh hard pass in this one. Okay. Okay. Which leads All us right. to the fire, the the night game. God damn it. Did we talk about this on air or off? As far as Mason Rudolph, I'll tee. We talked about it on there, and I'll tee this yeah, up. I can't believe. So, I still think they're going to trot Duck Hodges out there. And honestly, I made a bet on this game, thinking it was going to be Hodges out there. <laughs> and it's not the bet you think, uh, because when we were talking on Monday, we were like, you know, hey, dude, if this is this no-name FCS quarterback who I've never seen throw more than five passes in his life, if they trot him out there on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers team that's hungry to get a win after an embarrassing loss at home, like, this is this is a great spot for L.A. Um, well, uh, Rudolph, by the way, looks like he's practicing, may be available. I, I still think it's going to be Hodges for Pittsburgh. And honestly... I'm not sure I understand why Pittsburgh isn't seeing what we're seeing, where Rudolph is not the guy. Rudolph is not the guy. He he is not capable uh, of running a you know a modern NFL attacking down the field. He can only check down Charlie and Hodges can Hodges can pass reasonably well in the middle intermediate range. He's he's accurate. He is effective. And uh, you know I've watched a number of YouTube videos, which I'm sure very very good sample. When you look at YouTube highlights, it's, it's a very accurate uh, encapsulation of a, of a player's performance. But um, Hodges in uh, Samford against a, a legit uh, college defense last year, Florida State, um, he was electric. <laughs> I have to tell you, he was very, very, very good passing in the intermediate deep range. And I think Pittsburgh can score here because the Chargers are just an India. They're a mash unit uh, incarnate and. They have guys in the secondary who I've never freaking heard of. I don't know why they're on an NFL roster. Um, and the, you know, this is the the, the Chargers themselves uh, are going up against a defense in Pittsburgh that I don't fancy is especially uh, impressive. So this this sets up well when you see a total like forty one and a half to to back an over. So I swung away on this over forty one and a half, and I think we get our first uh, Sunday night football over of the season. Wouldn't that be something? There would be something. You know, I saw a lot out of that. The Chargers offense will be better. It was a weird game. They they will score more points. I, I think you might get there. I'm not totally sold. And also, I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to be doing at quarterback. And to be fair, Florida State went like 5-7 and seven last year. Yeah, but their defense was top 50. 
I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna check on that. They missed the bowl game <laughs> for the first time since we've been alive. But uh, yeah, they couldn't score. It's still uh, Sam Samford still is a FCS team. They went down ask, to. Let's ask Bud. Well, let's well, let's go ask Bud Elliott. He's a he's a he's a we good plug for Elliot. that sort of thing. Anyway, but yeah, go they ahead. they it's still a you know an FCS team going down to Tallahassee. Is that where they play? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. And, capital and they, of Florida, yeah, the capital of the ball. great state of, of America's yeah. penis. Florida man, but uh, I don't know. He's a downgrade from Rudolph. But if Rudolph's, you know, Bell is wrong and he's a risk to go out of the game when he's hurt. If he gets one hard hit and you know he goes like the the big fat guy in Varsity Blues, or he gets a concussion every time he's hit now, that could that could you end up seeing this guy anyway, even if Rudolph starts. Too much gross uncertainty with this Pittsburgh offense. I will pray for you. I will hope. I will hope okay. to get this, but yeah, no involvement in this one right now. All right. I like this over. Only one that I, I re- only, this, I, I played two overs this week and I don't not know that I'm going to get, not the one I should. I know it's true. Uh, this is, I, I don't know. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I think this is going to be pretty comfortable. Over. It's a 41 total. and a half is damn low. If I, and the, the char- was the last time you said a Chargers total in low 40s? Um, this team can they, score. They, they can stink. pass. No, but they can pass though. Like they can absolutely pass the ball. Um, Keenan Allen, it's, it's two touchdowns in the first half and we're laughing. Man, what like, can you believe here? that total is 40? Um, I have a 20, 24 and a half point middle opportunity on the second half of this Appalachian state under. <laughs> wow. Really? Well, it was a 70 point total. I had the under and they scored 14. So oh, I think dude. the second half is 31. Oh, we'll just leave it. Oh, my God. 7-7. Seven, seven. We'll just take the win. Which, oh watch, gosh. they'll score nine touchdowns in the second half now. No, come on. They're I mean, running. not the second half. I mean, they're not going to score nine touchdowns in the second half. They'll score probably four touchdowns in the second half yeah, and then five. five in overtime. Will that be something? <laughs> if I lose this in overtime, I'm glad I didn't go big now because I was feeling good about it until you did that. So, all right, that'll uh, that'll wrap up week six. College with, football. Who's on by? Can you name them really fast? Uh, for week six? Yeah, I bet you have uh, from you, you cheater. Oak, no, I don't. Oakland, Chicago. Oakland, Chicago. Uh, and uh, Indy. Indy. And uh, some NFC team probably. Um, Man, I'm lost. Is it not the NFC? Is it the AFC team? Uh, we haven't talked about Green Bay and Detroit because they're Monday. It's the Bills. Um, oh, the Bills. Yeah, easily, easy, forgettable team. Easy, very, forgettable very forgettable. Team. So forgettable. Again, yeah. Thanks for listening, and <laughs> we'll have our contest out again this week. Which real quick, hopefully we can get like <laughs> two, three hundred people in there. Get the prize up. I want to see somebody win a bunch of money. Speaking of the Bills. Oh, Josh God. Allen. Josh Allen is so bad. He, he's so bad. I can't help it. We just the, the Bills. The Bills Mafia coming after our boy Suma this week was just something else. Uh, they can't deal with it. Everyone beating the same drum, same nonsense, game-winning drive stuff. That was just outrageous. If you're a Bills fan, apologies in advance. If you're a Bills backer and the season wins totals, I think you're going to get there. They have four there. already, uh, but uh, but. You know, I, I, the best case scenario for us all is that the Bills get nine or ten wins and get a wild card spot, and we can add, unload and you know a Brinks truck against them uh, and Josh Allen in that wild card round. Uh, I'm like, I, it's it's almost too good to be true. 
with that week six pod in the books great job that was awesome that was fun the sound quality is gets better with every podcast thank you to our side boss uh presenting sponsors for the periscopes for that and uh sign up for the side boss primetime contest pick 10 plays out of our awesome selection some of them are real props some of them we made up for fun but they're all they're all they're all exciting and um the fun ones yeah. are the tough ones the fun ones are tough they are. Did you have a feel for any of the ones I, I that I threw up there that were that were tough? Who do you think gets more touches, Eckler or uh, I? Didn't, that was, that yours. was mine. Yeah, I was going to say that was mine. Who I do you don't. Think? I I might lean. I might lean Gordon this time. I don't think they're going to unless they. A lot of those catches for Eckler were garbage time, where they were just giving him everything underneath comeback so, catches. Yeah, yeah. He, he had like fifteen targets or something. So you think you think game but state Eckler, plays into that? And I think we need to reword that one too. And I wanted to say rushes, receptions, or passes in case one of those receiving backs, <laughs> in case a back runs a gadget play. I don't want. I don't want ambiguity. I don't want any controversy in the content. We got to cut this podcast out now. We're just we just keep talking. All right. Enter the side boss contest. Get some free cash. Tell your friends, especially your stupid ones. And we'll talk to you on that. We'll talk to you on Thursday night football for halftime of the Patriots Giants. A game we cannot wait to handicap. All right. See you, man.